uh, it is now officially the new year. And uh, boy, Christmas came and went fast. And right, that was for us, like December 26th, all right, you know, do the presents, the stuff, the Christmas day, it's great. The 26th, all right, get the tree down, get the decorations. We got to clean up the stuff and get it up in the garage and like in the rafters. And, and it came and went quick. And now we're at New Year's. And every New Year's, like clockwork, this topic comes up, the conversation around, it's something that you, you hate, you dread it, but we talk about it. New Year's resolutions. Did you guys make any? No. Okay, a lot of no's, a lot of, yeah, your life is perfect. I don't need to change a thing. Yeah, that's great. I get it. Um, so, uh, I, I was looking at this about New Year's resolutions. There's been studies that have been done because, you know, what better things you have to do with your time than do a study on resolutions. Uh, but here it is. 60% of people make a New Year's resolution. That, I'm like, wow, that's actually, that's fairly high. And I imagine if I asked you what your New Year's resolution is, you could probably make one up on the spot. <laughs> like just... Uh, I don't know, to save more money, spend less. I don't know, no, buy less stuff. No, I don't want to do that. Hold on. Right? Like, all right. But of the, the amount, that, the percent that actually achieve their resolution, 60% make their New Year's resolutions. This is great. 8% actually keep them. Eight! And I, then I'm like, that seems high. <laughs> like I, who are these eight people who are like, I did it. I did it. The whole year I did my thing, like whatever it was. So I thought it'd be fun to, to list the top five uh, New Year's resolutions people make, right? And I, I'm going to guess if you've made resolutions, it's probably on this list. Number five, learn a new skill or hobby, right? I want to learn that thing. I want to do whatever. I want to learn to play guitar. I want to do whatever that is, right? All right. Number four, save more and spend less, right? I mean, that's like a, that's like a, yeah, I, I'll, I'm going to try, I'll try again this year. (laughs) Number three, and the next three all kind of relate. Number three is uh, lose weight. I want to lose weight. This is the, this is the, it's been 20 years, but this is the year <laughs> that I lose the weight, right? We make the resolution. Um, the number two, exercise more. This is how I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get the gym membership. Man, gyms are killing it in January. They love January. Everyone signs up and they're hoping they like sign up, but don't show up, right? Like just, and, and, and if you're, if you're a regular gym person, you, you can't stand January. Like this week, this is the week where you're like, I don't, I'm not going to the gym. It's all these newbies. They don't know the rules. They don't know how to use the equipment. They don't bring a towel. They just like, I just, I'll wait seven days and then I get my gym back, right? <laughs> number one, number one, I want to diet and eat healthier, right? Anyone want to be like, I want to eat healthier this year. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to do it? No, food is too good. Food is, is too delicious to give up all that good stuff. And um, every, so saving money, here's the thing. Saving money is, uh, is one of the top five. It's always one of the top five. It's also the top five for most commonly failed. Like it's like, it's like up there, right? I want to save money and I didn't. I am actually poorer this at the end of the year than when I started. Um, and here's, this is, I thought this was funny. More than half of us will fail. If you make a resolution, more than half of us will fail that resolution by January 31st, right? The first month, like, 
Uh, okay, that's, I got that out of the way. Now I got 11 months to live how I want. Oh man, like resolutions are, I, I hate, I don't like them. I just think it's kind of like, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a nice idea, but it's like, like it's, it doesn't really speak to like, like real transformation or change. It's just like, a, hey, I'll try this and let's just see what, what happens. But it usually doesn't, Stick. It doesn't end well. So this morning, um, uh, I hope our approach to this new year isn't like, oh, I'm going to make a new New Year's resolution um, that I probably won't keep. I, I don't even like the language. Like, I don't even want to use that language of a New Year's resolution. But I do want to say, like, this is a good time to say, all right, I want to I do some honest assessment and focus on my life and see, are there areas, is there something that I should be maybe asking God to help change me and transform me in? And so this morning's gonna be a little different than normal um, because we're gonna be talking about church and about this church and then specifically about you and like, like what God might be wanting for you this next year. And so it's gonna, it's gonna kinda, I couldn't figure out a way to, to like describe it. It's gonna be kinda like, um, kinda like an infomercial. You like those? right? Not a commercial that's like 30 seconds, like, like that 30 minute infomercial where you're like, okay, if you watch it, I promise, if you watch this thing, you're going to buy that product. You don't need it. You don't even want it, but you're going to get it because it's so compelling because you watch these things. And, and, and um, some of us are, are suckers for these. Um, um, how many of you bought something uh, from like an infomercial or like, here's, what, here's how you know, it says the, the as seen on TV. You ever bought one of those? right? And that's how you know you can trust it. It's been on TV. If it's been on TV, it is trustworthy. And so you get that thing now and you can go to the store and get it. I'm, I'm a total sucker for these things. I'm always looking for that like newest gadget, that newest thing. Like, oh, this is the, the newest version, you know, of the windshield wiper, right? Like they've really gone above and beyond this time. And, and like, I'll buy it. I'll see. I'll check it out. Let's see how it goes. Um, and, and, Here's some of the ones that, that like, here's, here's one of the things that they do have in common. The reason I bring up infomercial and the reason why they work, the reason why you watch them and you're like, man, I gotta get this thing is because they present very well, they present a need. Some need in your life. You might not even know you knew that you, you had that need or that you needed that need, but now you need it, Right? Like they present something in your life, a problem to fix, a need, a need to, to present, to fill, like something. And, and usually it's like, it's totally gimmicky. And it's like, you know, does your hose always kink? Here's a new hose. And you're like, I do need a new hose. It is, it's currently kinked right now, right? Or they're like, um, uh, or this one, it, this is a famous one. If you remember this one, the light switch is all the way over there. I wish I could just... Do you remember that? Do you remember the clapper? Like, like, like probably a number of us got that. And like, do you use it now? No, nobody uses, nobody's sitting at home like, it's not, it's not working. But that guy is living in the Bahamas, just laughing it up. Just like, thanks for all your money, right? He presented a need that wasn't even there, but you got it. Or this one, um, man, I'm really cold. I, I wish, I, I, I need a blanket. But once I'm on my blanket, like my hands are stuck. How can I change the channel on the TV? I know, sleeves, right? And we'll call it a Snuggie. And it became like this top-selling thing. How many of you have a Snuggie? 
let's be honest. I see that hand, yeah. Uh, like, and you probably got it for someone or someone got it for you. Maybe you use it, probably, maybe not. But like, man, it was a cool, like, I gotta have it, right? Because it presented us with a need. Now, this morning, I, like, there's no product here. We're not trying to sell you anything. But we are, what I do wanna bring up is, hey, you, you do have a need though. Regardless of like where you are in your faith walk, in your journey, regardless of how long you've been uh, like following Jesus or, or maybe you're still checking it out or you're just here because you're like, I don't even know how I'm in this room. Wherever you are, there, there still is a need. You have a need in your, in your life that, that can be, be filled and pursued this year. So I, I'm, I'm gonna start by talking about... Um, what church does, more specifically what this church does. And we're gonna talk about new hope and then this need and how we can, how we can like use 2022 to, to really lean into this. So um, I wanna give you uh, just some things to celebrate this last year because not all of us are involved. Like we're a fairly large church, there's a lot of people and, and we have all kinds of different ministries and, and not everyone knows like what is going on with the various parts. And so I just wanna give you um, kind of a, an overview of some of the stuff that we did this last year to celebrate. Uh, the first thing on my list, and this was a, uh, we, we went over this at our annual congregation meeting and we have, a, you know, a, like a, we celebrate, a, here's all the stuff that has happened in, in the various ministries. And, and the, the first thing that we did, this is great. We opened back up. We, uh, we like, what a weird goal. Hey, you know what this year? This is a year we open. <laughs> like, like, we, but we did, and we said we want to open our ministries and we want to get back to, to kind of like how, like at least as normal as we can, knowing that we're still like in, like nothing's back to normal completely, but like, all right, we're moving that direction. And um, we, uh, we had Easter in person again this year. The previous year, if you remember, was like so weird because it was online and it was like, it was like, I'm here by myself. Like every chair is empty. It's Easter. It should be like packed, celebrate. It's like me and camera guy and, uh, and like band. It's like, happy, happy Easter. Like happy Easter. This is odd. And, but this last year we're back in person and we started meeting again and, and we had, we just had Christmas um, in person and, um, and it was great. This year, we, um, I don't know how many of you know this, we launched our own preschool. We, we had a preschool here that, that they were an outside group that came and, and used and rented our facility. Um, but, uh, but that ended in pandemic and we said, why don't we start our own? So we launched a preschool. Jackie Sakasagawa uh, took this head on and like, I don't know if she's here, but if we just give her some, some love. Um, the goal was to launch with, with 20 preschoolers and we have 22 and it was like, this is awesome. This is awesome, right? Seeing little kids, they're like, they like come by our offices like for, uh, for uh, Halloween, they went like trick or treating and like, like, hey, you got any stuff? And you know, I gave them like oranges and apples and stuff. It was great. It was wonderful. They loved it. They loved. Um, we had this last year, 177 new guests that we followed up with. We had 177 new people who showed up or were like checking this out and like we followed up with. That's awesome. Um, uh, we had, um, uh, we continued our partnership with Pine Ridge Elementary. 
We've been partnering with them now for a couple years now. But as you can imagine, pandemic changed that. It put some distance. We couldn't like physically like go onto the campus and, and be around, and, you know, all this like school personnel only. So it kind of it hindered what we can do. But we still said we, we can't like maybe be on the campus and as much as we would like, but we can still love on their staff and their teachers. And so we provided, we catered 55 meals for the teachers, the staff. Uh, I think it was Chick-fil-A. It was like, not like, you know, like, oh, we made you some beans. It was like, oh, no, no, this is a real meal. Sorry if you like beans, if that's your thing. I just insulted beans. Uh, but like, like we, like we, wanna, we wanna help you out. We did it a, a number of times. We, we gave them goodie bags full of Starbucks cards. Um, we gave $1,000 of gift cards to 12 Pine Ridge families in need so they could celebrate Christmas. To say like, hey, I, I, times may be tough, but like, hey, we want you to have a great Christmas. That's awesome. Um, we had uh, our women's ministry assembled 275 clothing packets for every child for our, uh, to partner with foster care, which, which f- honestly, for us, like, that, like we could do that in a day. Like the women's ministry, you, you, you ladies, you killed it. You did great. And for you, it was like, oh, that was a fun thing to do. But, but f- like, if you think about what, that, what those clothing packets are used for, it, they're given to a child day one when they're placed in the foster care system. Probably maybe the strangest, hardest, maybe most confusing day like of their life up to that point. And, and you're able to give them just a little bit, a little bit less to worry about. Hey, we'll give you some, you, got, you at least have some clothes. You at least have, a, here, this is just yours. All because of you, a new hope saying, all right, we wanna help any way we can. Uh, we raised, uh, we collected food for five weeks to deliver to Pregnancy Resource Center and then, and then another five weeks to Shepherd's House for Women. Our, our preschool even got involved and had like their own little uh, preschool like drive of food and like, it was, it was awesome. Um, this, this last year, even though it's, you know, pandemic and weird and, and it's political and, every, and it's a divisive and like all the stuff going on, New Hope, New Hope was an incredible force for good and change in our community. And, and we helped out in a number of ways. And, and we're going to continue to do that. So as long as New Hope exists, as long as I'm here, we will continue to love our community as selflessly as we can. So let's talk about now why we do it. There's a lot of places that do like good stuff and outreach and like, you know, uh, raise fun or funds or, or collect food or, or like help, you know, with clothing drive. Like there's a lot of places that do that, but like, why do we do it? So I'm gonna go over um, the, the why and the how of, of what we do here at New Hope. And, and we've talked about this before um, and, and we'll t- keep talking about it to the point where you're like, okay, I got it. Uh, our staff, we go over this all the time when we meet in our staff meetings to the point where they're like, we, we know it, we, we know it. You go to any, you go to a staff member, uh, at least who's been here for a little while and like, hey, hey, um, what, what's your guys' uh, what's your mission here? They'll, they'll rattle it off right then, at least they better. If they don't, you come find me. You come let me know and you name names, okay? Um, Why we exist, our mission. We exist, New Hope exists to help lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. We don't, listen, we don't exist to keep the lights on. We don't exist to have a really nice facility, though we do have, I mean, this is a great, this is an incredible building, incredible facility. That's not the goal here. 
We don't exist to like, to, to make sure we end the year in the black, though we want to end the year in the black. We don't exist to, to just have a bunch of things for people to come to, to really enjoy. We don't exist to like make sure that we can like uh, meet every, like anyone who comes by, like we just kind of give them something and have them go on their way. Though we do have supplies. And if someone comes on off the street, like we do have resources and help you, but we don't do that just like other organizations, just to like be nice and be kind and be helpful. Though we are nice and kind and helpful, we do it because we have a higher mission and that's this. We want people to know Jesus. We want to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. So we'll meet physical needs. We'll provide options. We'll provide ministries. We'll provide all kinds of stuff. And the whole reason is so that you will have a relationship with Jesus. It isn't to do it just to do it. It's so that people will come to know Jesus and will grow in their relationship with him. Now, how do we do this? What does this look like? As a staff, we, we, uh, and we, we labored over this. This is a few years ago now. I mean, we spent hours in meetings and I think we over a number of different days to, to really nail down like, okay, look, this is, this is why we do what we do now. How do we do this? What does this look like? What does it mean to have a growing relationship with Jesus? And we said, it comes down really to three things. And the first one is to connect. And we said that, that you should connect with God. You should connect with Jesus. And so we said that, that connecting, you know, like what, when we talk about like, what does it mean to connect on a, uh, like with, with God and who he is? It means, it means uh, knowing and following Jesus on a personal level. This means like, it isn't like you come to church because like you, you wanna make your spouse happy, though people do that, I totally get it. It isn't because like your parents bring you, though you come maybe because your parents bring you. It isn't because your kids bring you, though maybe some of us come because your kids are like, we gotta go to church. In fact, I'm, I'm, gonna, make, I'm gonna make your life terrible unless we go to church. And, and maybe you have such awesome kids like that. And, like, and, and, and that's why you're here. But listen, in the end, it would be an extreme disservice to you if church was just about appeasing someone else. For you, it means I want to know and follow Jesus for myself. Uh, uh, like just me and him on a personal level, just for me. It is about my relationship with him. And that's where it has to start. Second thing, after we say like, oh, okay, people, you know and follow Jesus, you're connected to, to God, is to grow and, and to grow in my relationship with him. And, and we could do a poll and see like, all right, like, if we were to all ask like, what, what is it you do to grow in your faith? We'd have all kinds of different answers. And we did as a staff, like, all right, well, this helps me grow and this helps me grow. And I grow in this area and I grow when I, this happens. I grow, you know, when I'm out in nature, I grow through music, I grow all this stuff. And, and we said, okay, yeah, all of that, all of that's true. But, but like, what is the one thing that we should, we say like this, this is the thing that should unify all of that though, is, is it was honestly, it came down to one thing and that's this. And we said, it, growing is this. Growing is living in obedience to this. Growing in your faith isn't like downloading the new podcast of that guy you like to follow or like, did you hear this? Did you read this new book on the spiritual whatever? Like that, and that may be good and helpful, but like, in the, like, bottom, like bottom line, am I obeying this? 
Is this the authority for me in my life that I'm saying I am, I am surrounding by my life with this and, and like you know, living in obedience to this? That's growing. That's what it means to grow in your faith. And then we said, uh, but it's not, it's not enough to stop there. What we see in the scripture is that there's outreach. We call it reach. And we define it as sharing the love of Jesus with others in any way and every way possible. So more than just like keeping in for myself, I'm connecting with the Lord, I'm growing in my faith, but that's not enough. Now, all right, I want to be reaching out. I want to be sharing the love of Jesus that I've experienced with other people because I don't know if you know this, there are people who don't know Jesus. There are people, a lot of people in this world who don't know him, who don't know God. And so it's on us to say, all right, let's do this. It's our role to share the love of Jesus with others. Now, uh, the last thing we'll talk about before we talk, move on to like what we do as a church is, um, is our values and what we emphasize. So what, what, makes, what makes New Hope like unique? What are the things that we say like this defines us? This is the, like what we, fo- what we rally around. This is like what we say in staff meetings when something comes up. Hey, this is our value. Remember this. We got to, don't forget this thing. And, and we went through like, I think it was like a couple hours to try and nail down some of this. And we had everyone get a sticky notes and like write down everything that like a value of ours and New Hope and like our people and our ministries and all of you around the table, all, you know, the dozen or 15 of us, however many there were. And then we'll put them on a wall and we'll see like how it all works. And we'll see how it all relates and connects and we'll just see. We throw it on a wall and, and what do you know? We got things that these seem to relate and this seems to relate and this seems to, this seems to make sense. This is us. What we just came up with is new hope. Here it is. The first thing we said was that we value an expectation to encounter God. That it's not about doing church you know, to just say, that was a, that was a nice service. Like it was just really nice. I'm sure, and maybe it was, but, but did you have an experience? Did you encounter God? Did, did you leave here saying like, man, that, like, hmm, I need to think about that or, or it moved me or the worship was just so powerful. Like I had an experience where, where like, I felt like God was sit, wanting me to like do things or he's speaking to me or like, man, what, what I heard from the stage, like that resonated with maybe what God is doing in my life. We said we want to have an expectation, expectation to encounter God every time you step foot on this campus, not just like Sunday morning, but in Bible study, in uh, at, at some kids' event. When we have a great thing, like, all right, I want to, I'm expecting, we're expecting that God, God shows up and God moves in his church among his people when they gather. And so anytime we gather, whether it's just a small group of people or like a large group on a Sunday morning or youth ministry or kids ministry, we're saying we're, we, we want to have an expectation that we're going to encounter God. The second thing we said was that this is not a place about programs or buildings. This is a place about people. This is a place where people matter. All of this, all, everything we do is about people. It's about relationships with people. It's not, again, to like meet budget or to like, you know, like businesses have stockholders to make sure that they're happy so that, no, 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 none of that. We don't, none of that. This is a place where people matter, where everything we do is about people. 
And then the third thing that we came up with that we said like, okay, this is gonna maybe challenge us. This was, this was pre-2020, just mind you. And then, and then this got put to the test. We said, hey, you know, we wanna be a place where, where we have a willingness to adapt. Where we said like, hey, um, just because church has always done it this way doesn't mean we should continue to do it this way. Just because it worked church, like what worked 20 years ago might not be what works today. And I know people in churches who think like, hey, if it was good enough for me when I was a kid, then it's good enough for these kids. And if it was good enough 20 years ago for me, then it's good enough for, and, and, and there's a sense where you don't realize like culture changes. Society changes, like, like who we are today is, di- like our world, the world our kids are growing up is different than it was 20 years ago. It's way different. And so that means we have to have a willingness to adapt, to change. And then COVID hit and we're like, here we go. Uh, like we are going to adapt. It, for me here, like this is a big one for me. Um, we will, we will not like our theology, our understanding of scripture like this, like we, this doesn't change. We won't, adapt. it's not like we're adapting like the message to meet, like to, the, to, to, to make sure we fit a mold of, of what culture wants. But outside of that, outside of like our theology, pretty much everything's on the table for me. If, if, if our youth ministry came and said, hey, um, what we're doing is not working. We need to change this. We think we can reach more people. Okay, what do how do we do that? If our kids ministry showed up and said, hey, we need to think about a new model here because times are changing and this is changing and, and this doesn't work anymore. We, okay, hey, I, I, we've, all, we've, all, we've always done it this way, but you know what? We don't have to always do it this way. So we're willing to adapt. We're willing to adapt whatever we need to to reach more people. So we have a willingness to adapt. Now, a number of years ago, we talked about, um, uh, about kind of our, our vision, our movement forward, and we gave some words to it. And so if you were here, you remember it. If, if not, like this will be great for you to kind of just get a, an understanding of New Hope and what we do. And we called it, if you remember this, uh, going deeper and wider. We talked about going deeper in our faith and, and wider in our outreach. And, and that is still our movement forward. COVID, again, like we blame everything on COVID. Like that's like the excuse. Um, like, like you go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, we don't have lids to our cups. Why not? COVID. <laughs> you, you didn't put a purchase order in because COVID? Like, all right. But, but, but like in this instance, like COVID really is a, a, something that kind of it just really hindered our ability to like do a lot of this but it didn't change it. We had to adapt how we did this. So we talked about going deeper and going wider. Going deeper is this, a deeper faith. If I wanna have a deeper faith, it means this. A deeper faith places Jesus first in my life. It's, it's really simple. It's not easy to do. And it isn't like you do it once and then you're done. It's a continual, like, I have to keep making Jesus first because there's everything else in my life is vying for that spot, for that top spot in my life. But a deeper faith means Jesus above all, Jesus above my spouse, Jesus above my kids, Jesus above my work, Jesus above like my, my stuff, my, my income, Jesus. All right, I'm gonna place Jesus first. Here's what Paul writes in Colossians chapter two. He says this, 
So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. And then he gives this language of going deeper. He says, rooted and built up in him. Literally, growing deeper roots. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. We are to be rooted, to have deep roots in our faith and to continue to grow deeper roots. In uh, Luke 17, uh, verse five, um, the disciples come up to Jesus and they ask one question. They actually don't even ask a question. They just make a statement. And then it launches Jesus into like a few parables. They say this, increase our faith. Now, we read over that really quickly, but like, think about this. They're literally in front of Jesus. Like, like their faith in Jesus is like, is so much more tangible than you or I, because like, he's, he's right here. He's, this is, here he is. He's right, he's literally right here. This is the guy. They have faith. I place my faith. You are the Christ, the Messiah. And they say, but I could use some more. Increase our faith. Wow, if they could ask for an increase, how much more do you think you and I could say, you know what, my faith could increase. My faith could definitely increase. So we wanna allow the gospel to transform us. We, uh, I made this commitment uh, when, I, when I started here um, and it still stands as long as I'm up here that we wanna preach the Bible with boldness. We said this, if the Bible says it, we will say it. I didn't realize how controversial of a statement that was. When we say, hey, the Bible says it, we will say it. Apparently, not every church does that. But here at New Hope, like if if you're saying I'm at New Hope, we value the scriptures without error. We, We, like if this says it, God says it. So shall we. So we, we, we highly value the scriptures. We want to grow in our faith. So we, um, we talk about this. How do, I, how do I go deeper then? A deeper focus then for us, for you, is this. Uh, we've broken into two categories. The first is this. To become significantly connected to other believers. This is one of those things that like, um, it's so easy to skip over because when we think of uh, like going to church, like it's, it's this right now, it's what we're doing Sunday morning. We even met as a staff and said like, how do we know, like how do we, how can we tell if someone like is a new hope person? How do we know? Well, we started listening to all this stuff and what we realized like, what are our strengths as a church? Our strengths, like Sunday morning is great, but our strengths really is like we have We have so many different options and groups and like at every age, like we have something for you and we have a group for you and we have an opportunity and and, and whether it's kids or youth or women or men or like we've got, oh, great. We have areas that you can become and and we started to realize like even for me, like what if, what if now um, I'm gonna step on toes. I, you know, it's not something I normally do. What if we considered the people who attend New Hope are the ones, not who come on a Sunday, but the ones who are, who are seriously, significantly connected to a group? We say, that's our church. The people who are really connected and in and, and a group of some kind where they're more than just Sunday morning because there's a lot of people who come Sunday morning and then, you know, don't like this church, go to the next church or, or they doesn't fit their need or they move or move in or move out. Like there's a lot of movement for the Sunday morning stuff. I, I totally get that. 
but those who are connected to groups. So we said, listen, growing deeper in your faith means becoming significantly connected to other believers. And so we said, here's, here's some ways that we do this, that we offer. Small groups. Small groups are uh, easily the number one way where you can get to know a group of people who attend New Hope, who this is their home, and like you do life together and you meet during the week and you pray and you read the scriptures and, and, you, and you, you, know, you, just, you get to know them on a, on a really deeper level. Small groups. Uh, we just had, I think, 60-something joined small groups like just the, what, last month or two months ago, which is awesome, right? Maybe for you in 2022 is to say, you know what, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time we really think seriously about joining a, a small group. Maybe it's uh, uh, joining a Bible study. We have men's Bible studies, women's Bible studies, some meet in the morning, some in the evening, different days. Like there's, there's plenty of options. Maybe for you, it's, you know, for me, for 2022, like that next step for me to go to deeper in my faith, Maybe I should join a Bible study. Maybe it's take a class. We offer classes randomly here, here uh, like throughout the year, various times. Maybe it's next time they're offered, like, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll take a class. You want to take it together? Yeah, we'll, all right, we'll do this class. And we'll just, we'll just take another step of faith in our faith journey. Maybe it's this, and I'm happy to announce this is exciting. I think, I think maybe you'll be happy for this. I am. Um, Maybe it's attending a first Wednesday. We will officially this year bring back, I think the final piece of our return is first Wednesday. So uh, if you've been before, you probably just clap because you really enjoy it. If you haven't been before, maybe this year you say like, oh, I'm gonna go check it out, right? Uh, the first Wednesdays is the first Wednesday of every month. We're not doing it this month. That's in like two days, three days, right? And, and like school and stuff. So we, uh, this, is not un, this is unofficial. I probably shouldn't say it. We will look to launch in February to say, all right, let's start up first Wednesdays. Maybe it's saying this, this, this year, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this thing out. Um, the second thing is this. We're gonna do this as a church to focus on your whole self. So to become significantly connected to other believers and to focus on, like to grow deeper in my faith, to grow focus on my whole self, not just like my Sunday morning self, not just my work self, not just the, like, the, like my, my like church self, but to say, I'm gonna focus on all of me. So starting next week, we're starting a three-week series we're calling Fasting for a Change. And we're going to look at this act, this biblical act of prayer and fasting and what that does for us, how we can do that. And we're gonna look at various areas that we can be fasting for as we start the new year to say, all right, maybe for you, it means like to take seriously. All right, I, I'm, I'm fasting, that is like really weird. But all right, maybe. Um, it means looking at our inner selves, our soul. We'll have a series where we talk about specifically like our, like our soul. Uh, it means uh, focusing on our family, right? Your family is a part of you. It's a big part of you. We'll talk about our families. Uh, finances, I, I don't know if you know this, but like for you to live, it takes money, right? I mean, I, I hope you realize that, right? I mean, I assume you do, like, but, but like, there's, there's certain biblical principles on how we should handle our money. So we wanna go deeper in our faith. Now, going wider, we, we can say it like this. If a deeper faith places Jesus first, a wider faith places others before myself. 
So we would say like Jesus first, and then, and then if I'm gonna go wider in my outreach and like how I, how I like love other people, it means putting them before me, placing them higher than myself. Jesus talks about this in Matthew 28. It's called the Great Commission. Uh, very famous verses. It's, you know, some of the last, last words he spoke. And it says this, then Jesus came to them and the disciples and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, stay in your churches and don't talk to anyone. <laughs> it's so easy to do that, right? He says, go, you have to like go. You gotta go out there and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. A wider focus means, means literally going and going out. So for us, this has been our focus, will continue to be our focus. We talked about intentional outreaches in our neighborhoods. And we started this with, uh, this is a number of years ago now, if you were around, you know, again, pre-pandemic, um, we did uh, neighborhood Easter egg hunts. They were awesome. And we said, we could, we could do an Easter egg hunt here. That'd be great. Or we could have multiple ones all throughout the city and just reach people and communities that like would never think to come on our campus, but they'll go to a park right by their house. And, and, and we said like, how do we, how do we adapt and rethink? Like, how do we do outreach? Well, what if we just go to people? We will continue to go to people this year. Uh, another thing, a second thing is we said we want to partner with our community and especially and specifically in the area of foster care. And, and um, again, like it limited what we were able to do this last couple of years, but like our focus has been and will continue to be how do we help in foster? This, the, the whole system, how, what, what role can we, little old Bend, little old New Hope Church in Bend, Oregon, how can we help the foster system, for, even if it's just a, for a few kids to help change their experience, let's do it. And then we said we want to partner with a local school, and we started a partnership with Pine Ridge, and we, today, we have a very strong partnership with Pine Ridge. I mean, it's great. We love, uh, we love the school. We love their, their staff. We love their, uh, their office staff. Um, uh, one of the things that we learned very quickly is uh, their coffee drink orders, and boy, we Every time we show up, like, hey, here you go, coffee, right? You would, I, I remember the first time I went and I just got coffee for them all and I just called and got their order and they were like, why are you doing this? Like, hey, we just want to love, I mean, you like coffee? Yes, very much. <laughs> uh, here's what I want, right? And I got it for the principal and she's like, what? She's like, man, I'm having a bad day. This is actually really nice. Like a cup of coffee, right? How can we love? All right, we'll do, we'll do whatever we can to love on our community. So here's the deal. We talked about a need. We started by talking about a need, right? The infomercials have a need. Here's the need, ready? Here's your need. You have a need to grow in your faith. And it doesn't matter how long you've been in faith. Maybe you've been a Christian for 90 days. Maybe you've been following Jesus for 90 years. I know this, you can still grow. Listen, as 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 wonderful as a person as you are, you have not arrived yet. <laughs> you are not there. You are not perfect. There are still room for you to grow, even in your faith. Just like the disciples increase our faith, you and I increase, all right, Lord, increase my faith. You have room to grow. 
So for this year, it's not a New Year's resolution that you know, you're gonna try to keep, but probably not. Instead, you're saying, you know what? My focus for 2022 is to grow my faith, to grow deeper and to, and to, to, to reach further. All right, I wanna go deeper and wider. So for you, this is, this is your homework, and then we'll, uh, we'll uh, sing a, a last song here together. We'll, we'll, we'll worship the Lord together. Here it is, ready? This is your challenge. Write down what you want from 2022. Not a New Year's resolution I commit to. No, no, you're probably not gonna do that. Instead, you're gonna write down and think through, seriously think through, like, here's what, come the end of the year, this is what I would, man, this would be the dream if this, if this were to be true, if this were to happen. I, I, uh, there's a quote here by an author I, I love. It's great. It says, um, a goal is a dream with a deadline. <laughs> that it's literally saying like, all right, here's my dream. Now, now let me think about what that will look like this year. And, and to think seriously about what God wants to do in and through me in 2022 what he wants to do in and through our church, what he wants to do with you in this church and your part to play, great. So this, this, this Sunday acts almost as a, as a preview for the rest of the year to say, all right, Lord, whatever you want to do, uh, we have a, certainly a willingness to adapt, so we'll change and switch and move whatever you want. But I know this, all of us have a part to play and all of us can grow deeper in our faith and wider in our outreach. Would you do this? Would you stand with me? I'm gonna pray for us and then we're gonna, we're gonna worship together. So Lord, we thank you for, we thank you for, uh, for new beginnings. We thank you um, that, that you, you give us, you bring about forgiveness because of Jesus, what you did for us, which allows us to know you and have these experiences and, and allows us to then share that hope that we have with other people. Help all of us in this room, all of us watching online, everyone who calls New Hope home to take seriously that in 2022, I want, I, I want, not I, not I want this person to go deep. No, no, no. I want to go deeper in my faith and wider in my outreach. We pray this in Jesus' name.